Welcome to episode 46 of Scarezone, Halloween Horror Nights podcast. And we, we took a little break there. There wasn't a whole lot to talk about, Chris, but now the rumor mill has started. Things are starting to happen, and we're probably weeks away from, if not less, from some form of announcement of something, even the dates or something. Yeah, I think uh, the scare zone cursed could be uh, resurrected this week. <laughs> yeah. I have a feeling. Yeah, I don't think we. You know, I have. I have no. This just happened to work out time wise. So we'll see. We'll see in the next couple of days what happens and. Uh, what occurs? Do you? Uh, your your inside sources say stuff is stuff is on the horizon. Yeah, there's. Uh, from what I'm hearing, there's um, all the planning wheels are in motion, and um, I think uh, an announcement of of a kind. I don't think it'd be very much, but an announcement of a sort will be imminent. Yeah, because this is about the right time. This is about the right time for something in in early March, April. Is you know early March to late March to early April is kind of where you'll get something, and then there'll be a lull. Yeah, they 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 call it um, reawakening the fan base. Yes, and that does feel like that is needed right now because things yeah. just have seemed quiet. Now, last week or last uh, last week, last episode, month and a half ago or two months ago, uh, we talked about um, there was a lot of lists going around, a lot of rumor lists. Now, some of those, uh, when we've talked off off mic, I said, you know, these seem like the the wishes of a fanboy, like the fanboy dreams of what could come true. But some of that is, you know, according to your website, some of it is starting to maybe materialize. Yeah, quite possible. There is some very credible rumors um, floating around uh, different properties. Um, you know, and a lot of it really is probably um, speculation um, mixed with facts of a kind that kind of suit the business plan that they've had in past years. Um, I mean, if you, if you take uh, Bloomhouse, for example, that's been a very successful partnership over the last few years. Right. So when you, when you look on the horizon that they've got a, a new Halloween uh, reboot coming online, um, you know, which is being distributed by uh, Universal, and you've already got that connection of Bloomhouse. There's also something that our website picked up on. There was actually a, an interview done last year where Murdy actively tapped up Jason Bloomhouse about this yeah. product in an interview. So oh, okay. um, about the new Halloween movie. Yeah, about the new Halloween movie and whether he could make it into a house for next year. So um, you know, I, it kind of suggests that something along those lines will probably be announced. Um, but I say, I say probably be announced if th- that is a house, and it probably is a house. I would imagine that it will dovetail into the existing marketing campaign that will be occurring over the next few months for that movie. Yeah. So if it does happen, and I'm fairly sure it will do. I don't think we'll hear about it until sort of later on in the, uh, Halloween Horror Nights marketing When they're promoting season. the movie. Yeah, I mean, lo- yeah, yeah. you're right. Some of this is just logic, and logic will tell you if they have a horror property that is something they've and, – and it's something they've done multiple times before when it comes to uh, – even as little as, what, a couple – two years ago we had Halloween 2. You know, this is something yeah, yeah. that is not an untapped thing for them. They've seen the research. People enjoy this character. They like to see it again and again. And if we have a new property to work off of and it's uh, kind of in canon in some some ways after the second film – uh, we know the first Halloween house and the second, uh, the sequel to it, the, um, were fantastic. We're fantastic. So you know that yeah. they will have the fan buzz and then you'll have the buzz of the movie going into it. So if you know, you can do a movie, uh, a movie house 30 years after it's released and it gets as good of publicity as the first Halloween house and or not the you know, first, but the main Halloween house that was a few years back. And then the, the Haddonfield house from a couple of years ago, then 
you know, it's it's a win win. It is. I mean, at the end of the day, the, uh, the the Halloween franchise is the perfect Venn diagram for Halloween Horror Nights. Right. It, it ticks all the boxes. It's got that past history with the event, like you said. Plus, it's got those credentials that it's people that they know, it's people they've worked with before. They know they can get on with those people. and They know what the process of getting approvals are like. Um, so it just suits every single box. So if they weren't doing it, I would be very surprised. Yeah, and, and so that's one that is a... A likely candidate. We don't usually always discuss rumors here, but when they are a little bit more substantial, uh, you know, we want to make sure we're addressing them. And people are talking about them. That's the thing is we're seeing uh, comments come in, not just on ours, just in the Horror Nights community, even from people within Universal that are, like you said, hinting at things like Halloween. Uh, obviously, something for the last couple of years, people said Stranger Things. A couple of times uh, they said it. You know, these are yeah. these are properties that are really hot, which is sometimes not necessarily exactly what Universal gets. You know, I think that's why I've always been hesitant on saying, you know, they'll get Stranger Things or they'll get it, is because it feels like in the past, and I think the legacy of Horror Nights has gotten to the point where they've gotten over this, is there was almost a stigma associated to Halloween Horror Nights being haunted houses, and they wouldn't necessarily get the hottest property. But it feels like since The Walking Dead forward, maybe that's changed. Yeah, I think in recent years, Halloween Horror Nights seems to have... um transferred itself into like a larger sort of zeitgeist it kind of right. um it has a much wider appeal a much larger audience than perhaps it used to and i think um because of that now if you take something like halloween for example um it is a reboot a remake i mean did the h2o get much conversation before right. that was released i mean did the reboots of freddie and jason and all the other ones did, did people really care about those were people talking about those you know nine months out no not really so no, I mean, maybe amongst that, um, just a horror community, but when it comes to this one is something that I think has perked the ears of everyone in, in Hollywood in general. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I think also, you know, with Halloween Horror Nights having that popularity and that large fan base that sort of exists pretty much all year round now, um, I think that, that films like this, you know, they love this attention. You know, they wouldn't otherwise, you know, we wouldn't really otherwise be talking about them, really, would we? No, it would have been just the announcement and then we'd wait 10 months. And what is interesting about this movie with Halloween is, you know, they just wrapped production a few weeks ago and we're going to have the movie out in a couple months, which... Uh, shows sort of the practicality of shooting these films in general because let's say like the new you know, Star Wars film was going in front of the cameras in July and uh, you know we're, we got a good year and a half until yeah. until we're going to see it. So for, for this to be such a quick turnaround, for them to have shot it just a few weeks ago and I'm sure picking up reshoots a little bit later and then to turn around and release it before the end of the year, not before the end of the year, in six months uh, – is, is pretty remarkable. And we did see last year, was it with, which film was like, they're like, this is a living trailer that you're walking through. It was for one of the, it was for Saw, which they're like, this is going to have scenes from the new movie and from, from um, what's in the name, Jigsaw. And then also, is it Insidious or in the Bloom House where it was like, it was a straight up promotional tool for yeah. the movie. Oh, like yeah. They specifically kept wording, you're going to, you're, you're going to walk through the first ever living trailer. So being that, this has already built something with Bloomhouse. I feel like that's a – it's almost too logical to not happen. And if it doesn't, like you said, you'd be surprised. I'd be surprised. I have no insider knowledge. It just seems like – it just seems like the right thing to happen. Yeah, oh, yeah. So then what else? What else we got here? Now, It was obviously a big you know, popular thing last year, a uh, big popular film that came out the – I guess theoretical reboot, but the, the feature release of It. Uh, 
again, Stephen King, another is it Stephen King property, right? Yeah. So another Stephen yeah. King property. Uh, you know, we saw the, again sort of the theoretical property of The Shining last year. Uh, originally, we knew that Stephen King didn't love working with Horror Nights. It seems like he still doesn't necessarily have anything well, to do with it. But we know that this is something that has become a little bit of a cultural phenomenon. I think Stephen King suffers a bit from Marvel, how Marvel were back in the day, that they used to sell their rights to anyone right. for a price. And I don't think he necessarily would sell anything for a price, but I think back in the day, obviously, different decisions were made. They weren't thinking this far. Yeah. Exactly. They weren't thinking, you know, how are my films <laughs> react? Will, will The Shining, will we still be talking about it all these years later? Um so I think with it, I think it kind of falls into that shining category that it's not wholly um, controlled, owned outright by Stephen King. I could be wrong, but no, I, I, I right. feel that they possibly have uh, more control over it than perhaps he would want. All right. So do you think that that's a that's a likelihood? I think it's a strong possibility. Um, now things last... change. People also need to know that is there are houses that have been completely built and then scrapped. Uh, you know, so yeah. if some of these predictions or these rumors don't come true, that doesn't mean they were never in the plans. Yeah, well, there's been two very large notable right. um, examples of that in recent times. Um, but with uh, with it, uh, last uh, summer uh, and fall last year, they actually built a, an It haunted house in Hollywood. Not in Hollywood Halloween Horror Nights Universal, but actually Just, in yeah. the district of Hollywood. Um, and that was well received, and that didn't last very long. That wasn't there for for too long. I think I think it was free. I'm not sure if you had to pay or not, but it was just a giant marketing tool for the movie. So it, it seems as though they're perhaps more open to building haunted attractions, and Universal are the best in the business at that. So, you know, there you go. Ah, oh, man, I, I'm I'm I'd be excited for that. I didn't honestly. I'll I'll be you know I'm always honest with our listeners and tell you when I did or didn't see it. I did not see this version of it. I heard really great things. Um, and I would, I should have seen it. I just don't get around to that much horror when it comes to films. And we were kind of all in the trenches for last year's horror nights when everything was sort of hitting. And uh, mm. when I already had a list of other horror things I needed to watch, <laughs> it just kind of, it kind of just snuck past me. Didn't it, uh, based on budget, wasn't it one of the most profitable movies oh, last yeah. year? It was a huge deal. It, it worked great, yeah. which is why I initially almost think that it shouldn't happen, but it, it makes sense, you know. It's you're gonna have the sequel coming up, I believe, next year, um, or maybe the year following. I think they're casting right now, so it makes sense to almost, like you said, drum up the fan base again, have people start talking about it once again because it's not necessarily on everyone's. You know, it's not showing up on my social media right now. People are talking about it a year and a half later, and they need people to still be interested. A few well, years it, when you have something like The Purge that just kicks out a sequel pretty much every year. Well, that's it. I mean, again, that's a, a franchise that's made on a very small budget and has been quite successful. I mean, it does seem as though at the moment in the cinemas, it really is horror um, or, or comic book heroes or, or the odd comedy film. But it does seem to be that the horror has this loyal fan base of people that will keep going in that genre to see each film that comes out from that. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's great. And and I another evil clown. Sure. Get it over with now so that, you know, when we get to Halloween Horror Nights 30, the hopefully Jack can return because I think those are conflicting interests and won't necessarily – I mean, they could work together in a weird way, but I just don't see those licenses crossing over and it would just be confusing. So, sure, if you're going to do yeah. it, let's do it now because it's 20 – is this 28? Or is this 29? No, it's 28. Yeah. Not sure it's 28. Yeah. 28. We got two years hopefully till a Jack here. Uh, and uh, let, let's get it out of the way. But if it's anything like Bill and Ted, who knows? They may just have scrapped those ideas and – 
and killed the past like Kylo Ren. But, um, you know, I'm fine with it. I'll see. I'll walk. I will certainly go through it and enjoy it. Uh, I've gone on record, and this now turns to Stranger Things, like even, and said, like, I'm never really a huge fan. Uh, I'd say The Shining is is maybe my one example or one exception just because it was so brief and a cool way to do it of a house that's themed around you know, children uh, or like, you know, child murder and these kind of things. I think that's just is where where I get – it goes too far for me where I'm not interested. Uh, I'll see it because of sort of the campy nature of it. And then it would take us to Stranger Things, which I think is something that has people have talked about so many times over the last few years. Um Again, another property I would have you had asked me two years ago if it was coming, I would have said, no way. It's not happening. Yeah. Uh, but now it's just – again, it almost feels like an inevitability. Well, uh, a number of the cast have been um, spotted at Universal Orlando in the last few months. Um, they all seem to be there at the same time as well, which is interesting. There wasn't actually any media calls or any um, anything like that that happened. Um, so that's interesting in itself. Um from what I'm what I'm hearing is, is this is a very very big possibility, and I f- I feel that um, being the, the the largeness of this franchise and how it sort of crosses over into um, different genres and has a very yeah. very large and loyal fan base, this is something that if they've secured it, then you're going to hear about it very soon. Yeah, if it, if this happens, it's the theoretical icon. Of oh yeah! Oh yeah! Twenty-eight. You know, I can't yeah. imagine a. It, it's similar when they locked down The Walking Dead. I can't imagine a a bigger deal right now to get when you're talking about a a show that's going into its third season. One that I know people who never ever watch a horror film, who yeah. sit down and watch every you know and digest and discuss and break down every episode. Of Stranger Things, you have me, who's not as invested in some of these horror series, who just devoured the second season, who loved it. I said this was the, you know, I think the second episode or third episode is the Ghostbusters film that I had been waiting thirty years for. You know, that it really, it really, it it has transcended horror. And and though there are maybe not as easy of a logic to how a house would work, I think there's plenty to work with. Whether you have oh, yeah. you have the demi dogs and the demigorgons, and you have, if you can do the American werewolf style for the dogs, then you can bring in. Um, all these characters, and you, know, you bring in the upside down in similar ways that they even did, like the Hedge Maze and the Shining. Like I think there's just so much that can happen um, that you will see. Like I said, if we hear about it soon, it's because I think people will. There will. There are a very big group of people, especially those that are already traveling to Orlando. But I think people will make the voyage specifically to experience Stranger Things. This, this is this kind of property that will mean there will be no kind of icon or mascot. Yeah, but equally, as soon as Universal announced this, this is the kind of thing that's going to start filling hotel rooms. Uh-huh, exactly. I mean, I was at uh, San Diego Comic-Con in July, and the panels to get into Stranger Things were insane. The experience, they had an upside-down experience, and they had photo ops. The lines were uh, you know, on rival to almost anything that was going on during this event with you know 200,000 people crammed into a convention center and people were leaving property to go do these Stranger Things experience. And there was even, uh, you know, there's other shows that were, were there, whether it was, or films too. Blade Runner had a big thing. Uh, Westworld is another one that would, you know, would be kind of cool to see yeah. addressed. But nothing has had, none of those you can walk in to Target and there's a section of, of you know, retail space dedicated to everything from the action figures, the Funko Pops, the shirts, the hats, the socks, the mugs. Uh, you know, there's not 
this is one of those few things where almost everyone stops and watches. And if you can acquire that and you can get the rights to do it and do it in a way that we know the Universal team can do, then you got to deliver, number one. Uh, And number two is, yeah, it's almost a – I can't imagine what the wait times will be. You know, it's one of those because uh, it'd be similar to The Walking Dead, but almost – I don't know what the numbers are because Netflix actually does not release numbers, unlike where you can see ratings from Nielsen. uh, Netflix does not say what shows a hit, what shows are not, what show this many people watch compared to this many people watch. You have no idea of knowing. I assume the – yeah, there's not a – didn't know that. They don't release data on their shows. Mm. They, but they do clearly make large cultural impact. And oh, yeah. I think that's going to be a like, – that's, that's the marketing department's dream would be for Stranger Things to have signed on for this. Sure, Halloween. But Halloween, like you said, it, it's going to be fun to see. A lot of people will see it because of Jamie Lee Curtis coming back. But it's still Halloween. We've seen it before. It, it's another scary clown. This mm. is something that would be – you know, it it blow the doors down on on the cultural awareness. I feel like of this event. Oh yeah, I mean, in my opinion, Stranger Things is to HHN twenty eight as what Universal was when they got the deal with Harry Potter. Yes, this this great. is going to be Halloween Horror Nights is Harry Potter. Yeah, because you're talking about crazy mainstream news that will pick this up. Oh, yeah. And knowing Netflix, they also probably have the rights to where, guess what? Maybe they'll actually be able to use the characters, uh, unlike The Walking Dead. You know, maybe these actors have, have done some sort of deals where their likenesses can be used, where we can go more. If it's not, if it's just we're running through and they're Demogorgons, then okay, fine. But well, I, we've I, seen I American Horror that. Story. We've seen now that The Shining that they can address and have the real characters in there. And when it is, it makes that all that spectacular. And if you thought American Horror Story was bringing in a, a fan base – I mean, Stranger Things, when it just becomes – just because, like you said, just the the broadness of this audience oh, yeah. is Dude. so different than the people that will turn in to see American Horror Story. That – I mean, we're talking as if it's happening, but you know this has got to be an ongoing discussion. And sure, hopefully the deal has been signed. But you know that if it is, it's it's an intense deal. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, when it first came out, virtually every um, universal uh, – employee that um works for art and design or above they were all tweeting about it and saying how they love the program and what i've heard is is from day one they've been trying to get this property so it's obviously taking a bit of time like all these things do but while it's hot if they've got the rights to it and they're making the house it as you say it's going to be it's going to be it's going to be absolutely massive awesome I, uh, I look forward to it. I hope it happens. I'm you know, crossing my fingers that it happens. Hey, one thing I wanted to, to ask you about is – and maybe I saw it on your website or maybe I just saw it in general or someone posted a screenshot of a survey or something. Uh-huh. There's talk or thoughts that now – because dates have not been announced, right, officially? Not, not – no. The only – well, some dates have been released to international guests supposedly. I've not seen them, but supposedly there are some. Well, in general, we've I, there's a not so rumor, but at least talk going on that Horror Nights may start way earlier. It feels like this year that we may see September, October, end in November. Is that something you're actually indicating, or is that just they're testing the waters? 
Um, I spoke to a travel agent, a British travel agent, uh, that we do some work with now and again, and he told me that Universal told him that they were looking at, it wasn't confirmed, but they were looking at starting on the 14th of September, which was the same that's pretty much weekend. As, yeah. 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 Same as last time. All right. That's fine. I mean, that's fine. I think actually that's plenty of time. I don't love this, you know, like the Disney idea, which they've started Halloween in August. Um, yeah. it doesn't necessarily like rub me the wrong way if you can create the demand and you can have the right you know, quality of show. I don't, it doesn't, I don't hate it, but I do think there's something about, all right, we're already, we've already ticked it up so many weeks from when we started going, you know, 10, 15 years ago now, uh, to where if you start doing that, you do become this almost a little bit of a joke. Like, oh, it's Halloween. We're in July, you know, because uh, yeah, yeah. I think the first Halloween party at Disney is in early August this year. Or mid- oh, it's like, ridiculous. Know, it's something crazy. So, I'm, again, if you're going head to head, I get it. Like it doesn't, from a marketing standpoint, there's no reason not to. Uh, but I do feel like there's a specialness that comes with those four, six to now six to now eight weeks um, that come from horror nights that needs to remain somewhat special. You you could say that about now with Epcot having pretty much a festival at all the time, whether it's food and wine, whether it's the Flower and Garden, or now the Art Festival, or uh, you know, there's so many. Sounds like some. There's all these different things that are happening that are essentially a version of the food and wine festival that happen now, almost continually. There's only a few weeks a year where there's not a festival running. You don't want it to get to the point where it it, it almost dilutes the specialness of the event. There is something magical about, and to be a Disney word, uh, the fact that this is here and gone, and it's not something that is experienced um, over a huge breadth of time. No, no. I, I think also a lot of the Disney stuff is all is all owned by Disney. And when it comes to Halloween Horror Nights, of course, I mean, this year they're looking at, you know, it's going to be the vast majority are going to be IP houses again. Um, You've you got IP holders that, you know, I think that would be quite an uncomfortable conversation. Say, oh, hey, can we start our, our you know, our horror um event in in august i, I don't I, th- I think you have to be careful with the ip holders and i think um saying september to november is an easy sell for that yeah anything else going on um what else uh rumor wise i heard that they're looking at the same number of houses again which um if true i mean that in itself has many implications for sort of mario world or nintendo yeah. land whatever it's going to be called so obviously that must be either Delayed. dead or <laughs> delayed or moving to another gate if they so choose to build one on all those acres of land they bought recently um so that's interesting the dates we've spoken about um there's there's different rumors about different things one of the interesting rumors i heard was the in terms of the event style uh, and tone it will be very similar to last year and one house in particular is having much more of its budget spent on it than the other houses so i mean if it was a stranger things for example yep. that would kind of fit Makes in sense. with that rumor yep um and also there's going to be a little bit of um recycle and and um borrowing from the past to make up for some of that perhaps um one of the biggest rumors about recycling um was that uh, maybe trick-or-treat's coming back as a house though as a house, yeah, reusing a lot of the props and the sets and the costumes that they had for last year because it was phenomenally um, successful, that scare yeah. zone. I loved it. It was a huge hit. It was a great scare zone. I really loved it as a scare zone. And if it was a house, again, I think it could be a lot of fun. And uh, 
I mean, that's fine. Okay, I got, again, I've, I've actually, unlike a lot of people, I, I don't need it to be completely unique every year. I am actually fine with the uniqueness going like 95%. And then give me a little bit of the familiar. I, it's the Bill and Ted effect. It's the comfort area. So I um, will miss that in general this year. And if they were to bring back something that we know is a hit from a previous year, as recent as last year, and in a different way, reinterpreted, uh, you know, like we said, the voodoo queen when it comes to the – uh, the, the, the well, darn it! Now it's been too many months. What was the what was the dead waters? Um, yeah, <laughs> it was something to just you know a tip of the hat, even to all the way to just reinterpreting a scare zone in a house. Doesn't doesn't bother me at all. I I like that. I like like I said a little bit of flair. I miss the years where occasionally you'd get an HR blood and guts, and you'd get some of these characters who you've uh, seen throughout throughout time. I think there's. Uh, there's there's weight in there where you don't necessarily have to go full blown Jack Chance director you know you don't have to go that full icon route while still being able to do something for that appeals to everyone but the fans kind of are in on and I like that it, it being played up with an IP I mean people will say the same with Halloween now, if Halloween comes back is you're talking about a house that you know, we re, we visited Michael Myers just a couple of years ago. So it, it's not like that's something that's brand new. And I don't think anyone's going to be sitting there complaining. Maybe some people on the internet, but the most part, people will understand and be happy to be there. Um, I'm, you know, I, I'm, I've never been someone who's been a pessimist when it comes to horror nights. I've always you know, been pretty, I've enjoyed almost every year, even the years that I've, that people talk about negatively. I think of, eh, that wasn't a great year, but overall I still had a lot of fun. So I look at your your rumors and I think yeah those are that that's all great and if none of those come true, oh well I'm sure there'll be some great stuff too, and uh, I'm not going to dwell yeah. on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, as we said before, there are there has been occasions where IPs have had to pull out um, at the last minute. So let's hope that doesn't happen, uh, and let's hope that these rumors do come true. Uh, the only other thing I will say, the other tidbit of information that I I found out was a. Um, uh, release from Universal in regards to tickets, and it mentioned uh, it didn't mention the dates, it didn't mention anything else other than it said that we will be bringing you all new houses and shows this year. There you go. Plural. <laughs> well, that's interesting. I mean, I mean, so, I, I, you know, I want there to be something. I've been very outspoken yeah. with that. Is that I almost, you know, as much as people want the Bill and Ted reunion tour this year, I don't. That's not going to happen. And uh, I mean, it could, I guess, theoretically. But I, I would really rather them at this point, at least for a couple years, you know, try something, see what we come up with, see what's there. You need still things, and if presumably, hopefully, maybe this year Jimmy Fallon is open, and they don't open up Fast and Furious if they, or maybe they do. You know, both of those are good people eaters as well. Uh, you know, both of those have huge capacity. So there is part of me that's like, well, maybe that's a route to go instead of a show. Actually, open up your two major newest attractions that will then you know fill up a decent amount of people. Uh, but when you have the hardcore base that goes so often, that by the time that rolls around, uh, you know, for someone like me, I still haven't even gone on the Jimmy Fallon ride because last time I was there was Horror Nights, and I don't, and I rarely go when it's not Horror Nights. Um, you know, it, that I that if they do were to do that and open up Fast and Furious as well, we know that it's a similar ride car to Kong, which holds a ton of people. Uh, that you could really crank through through guests, but if they're already promoting shows with an S, uh, and that's mm. not a typo, um, good. 
Good. You know, the theater hasn't come down. Fear Factor Live is still up and running. Uh, and there's an animal actor stage and there's other stages that can be built. Uh, you know, I, I do feel like the Halloween party side of this has to be maintained to keep oh, yeah. people smiling. Yeah, and to keep people purists. happy throughout it. Not even just for purists, just for the guest that wants to go. Especially, look, if you have something like Stranger Things, uh, yeah. that happens. You're bringing in a new group of people that are not necessarily there to have, you know, to just scream mm. the whole time. These are people that are going to want to go and have fun. You have a lot of young people, too. You have a lot of teenagers that are going to come in for that. So how do you balance that? How do you balance it? And removing your one comedic element uh, starts to become a little bit harder. Now, not to say that Bill and Ted in name, we're going to bring in the kids that aren't coming in for Stranger Things. But if you were to come up with something that would, uh, people will just leave with a smile on their face and leave a, leave a little bit more joy uh, than, man, I was scared the whole time like you do at your local haunted house. I think that's something that if they're going to uh, potentially d- get Stranger Things, it almost is a reach across the aisle to the casual uh, fan of you know, it's not even horror. I don't even know what you call that 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 genre adventure. Then, mm. then you have to cater to that audience somewhat as well and provide a balanced experience while dealing with the fact, you know, not to put a cloud over everything. Is you know, last year you had the shootings in Orlando and that affected some things. Then you had the shootings in Las Vegas that affected some things. You clearly are going to have that issue this year as well, um, and I think you're going to see. Yeah, I, you know, I, I feel like that's a that's a big uh, thing that will probably permanently removed from Horror Nights, which is use of those kind of even fake you know weaponry. And how does that? And I and I don't disagree with it. I, I think that that's actually a very smart move, uh, especially now that if you're going to be putting people in a fantasy, you need to keep that fantasy alive and don't do things to take people out of it to scare them or to even just. Uh, remind them of what all has happened. I'm, I think that's true. But now get creative. Now get creative and see how you could still evoke the concept of a Halloween Horror Nights um, while having a bit more fun. And I think that's that's something that the country needs. Uh, that would be nice to see. And I'll just put that out into the, the world and say that I would. I am not for necessarily – I mean this year if you want to blood and guts Halloween Horror Nights – uh, I'm sure there'll be plenty that Darren and the folks will, will make for you. Uh, but I do think that there will be a balance. Uh, if I was planning it, not to I mean to be the armchair uh, creative department, if I was planning it, I would have to be you know, keenly aware of what's happening in the news just the last couple of weeks and how that affects six months from now. And I don't think, unlike a lot of uh, issues that have ari- arisen like this or rise like this, um, that this one's going to go away. So then adjusting this to appeal to not only an audience that potentially be coming in for a uh, you know, lighter property like Stranger Things, but could potentially be coming in uh, wanting to escape reality a little bit more and how that impacts people. I think that's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be cool to see. Uh, it's a time to get creative. Oh, definitely. I think also as well, um, in the last few months, we've seen every theme park in North America put their prices up. Um, I, I doubt Universal will will um, blink twice at putting oh, the prices up at Halloween no. Horror Nights again. No. And if you're going to get that demographic of people coming that are just wanting to see Stranger Things, I think you're going to need to tone down scare zones. And, and in particular, I think you're going to have to provide shows, like you say. You know, you need to give people stuff to do as well as the rides. Yeah. So it's, just, it's variety, man. Yeah, variety. That's it. So all right. Well, you know, we've gone 30 minutes. I feel like there's not a ton more to to 
to tap on right now, but we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Hey, if you're listening, when you're listening to this, I'm a couple of days away from going on the pod cruise with a bunch of our listeners. So I look forward to seeing all you guys out on the open season. If it's a success, if we enjoy it, really, it's a success. It's if we enjoy it, it seems like fun. Uh, we'll do it again next year. We hope to have you, but that, uh, I think the ship is sold out. So I think it's too late to get on there, but we hope to see a bunch of you guys out there. Uh, and, uh, anything else, Chris, the new book? I know I saw you, you tweet about it that it's, uh, it is, it's happening. Yeah, yeah, it's it's happening. I've got other ideas for other things I'm doing. I'm just trying to find the time at the moment. I feel you, man. Press, so. I feel you. That's that's where we're at right now too. That's why we got to balance this because look, I mean, we've we've built this thing over the last two years or so. We've been doing this now, and uh, which is pretty cool. We've been going for two years, brother. But we. Uh, we also got to balance everything else. So if you want to know what Chris and I are doing, because you're like, why are these guys so quiet? They're not talking as much on ScareZone because, number one, there's not as much to talk about right now as there typically mm-hmm. is. Number two is we're busy guys. Follow us on all social medias. Follow Chris. Follow me. And uh, you can see the projects we're working on. And obviously, there'll probably be a Horror Nights book. There's a Horror Nights book out now from last year. So you can get that on our website. Also, pick up a shirt. We've been selling some shirts recently. And we're headed towards St. Patrick's Day. The CU at Finnegan shirt, always a hit at um, – at Saint Pat- around the St. Patrick's Day time period, so make sure you can find that at scarezone.com. Just click shop or store or whatever it says, and you can get the shirts there. And Chris, I, f- I feel good about this. I feel like we're, you know, we, we've we've set the stage. Now let's see what happens. Yeah, let's see what happens. You know, I'm I'm really excited and very positive for what's going to come over the next few months. So. Positively, cautiously optimistic. So it's going to be fun. <laughs> yeah. All right, buddy. Well, until next time, keep your eyes closed, your ears open. And we'll see you at Finnegan's.